Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. I'm here with Eric. Hello. And if you guys aren't following us on Instagram or Twitter, make sure you guys follow us there uh, at BTalk Canada. Um, Eric always posting the uh, post game post game show for the Raptors and the Canucks. Uh, always giving his 15 or 30 second take. So make sure you guys check that out. If you guys uh, think the podcast is a little too long, um, that's a great way to just kind of see our content like really quickly. So those of you guys that are busy, um, maybe don't have time to watch the game, maybe watch that uh, as a quick analysis, I guess. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's hop right into it. Um, we're going to start with the Raptors just like last week. Um Last week, we were so excited for the, the week at hand, but it um, mm-hmm. didn't really happen. Um, the game against the Bulls was postponed. Uh, the Pistons game was pushed one day back, which made for a back-to-back against the Pistons and the Celtics, um, where the Raptors had. Uh, they were missing I, I, like three of their starting five. Uh, no Fred Van Vliet, no Pascal Siakam, no OG Ananobi. Um, also, no Pat McCarr, Malachi Flynn as well. Um, those two guys can sometimes come off the bench and contribute, um, especially with McCaw just being back. Um, and as you, no, sorry, no Nick go ahead. Nurse as well. No Nick no Nurse Nick as Nurse. well. Yeah, exactly. Um, some of the coaching staff was uh, doing contact tracing for COVID and everything too, so they had to um, do a little quarantine there. Um, Although the Raptors did lose both games, I think that was expected. Yeah. Um, but we did see some positives out of the two games. Um, while there's, you know, two, I, I would say two players that were um, very good, but there were a lot. I want to say, who's like your main guy that you think did really well or like the main thing? And then name like a second kind of like under under the radar one, you know, like the Yannick Hansen of the early 2010s. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, Hello? Celtic. Yo. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought I cut out. out. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Lowry and Chris Boucher were two of them. Uh, Chris Boucher with his 30-point night, his career high, and then Lowry with 19 assists against Boston. Mm-hmm. That's his That's his career as high as well, but Raptors couldn't get it done that, that day, which was pretty sad because I thought they did pretty well against Boston without all their players. Yeah, I think they did really well too. Um, I, Jason Tatum was spectacular in the yeah. fourth quarter, um, late latter half of the game, just scoring. At will over Stanley Johnson. He's um, such a clutch player. <laughs> that's crazy. true. He he wasn't good in the first half at all, but he just turned it on. Yeah. Um. All right. So, who'd you say your main guy was? Uh. uh I probably would say uh, Chris Boucher. Okay. Yeah. Having points. a career high, right? Yeah. Okay. How about you? Who's your main guy? I'd say my main guy is Norm. You know, against Norm, the Celtics, he had an okay game. 25-2-4-2, um, playing 37 minutes that game. Uh, Raptors only played eight players, so a lot of the starters had to play huge minutes. And against the Pistons, he actually scored 36, uh, playing 38 minutes. 
Um, in that game, the Raptors played 10 guys, but Norm played more minutes. He was hot that game. Uh, he had a really good first half, kind of cooled off um, during halftime, but that happens a lot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was a really good game by him. Um, dude, the, the, I guess the one thing from Norm was he did it in both games too, that kind of like that fadeaway. He did that little DeMar DeRozan kind of fadeaway on the left yeah. side, if you saw that. Was, yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, that was very um, DeMar DeRozan-esque right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought Norm was... I, I don't know. I guess Boucher does have kind of like a go for it, but I think, yeah, yeah. Norm was the clear cut. Like, if you look at the numbers, um, you would be like, yeah, Norm, he played the best. And, you know, we expected it. Um, I saw in the Raptors subreddit. I don't know if you're on Reddit or not, but some guys are calling for like a Norman Powell um, 60-point night or whatever. I guess he did get sixty if you add both games together, but if yeah, add, yeah. Um, my under the radar guy is I'm gonna say Stanley Johnson. Um, yeah. As although Tatum was hitting sh- a bunch of shots over him, I, it wasn't bad defense. It was great mm-hmm. defense, but better offense. Basketball is always gonna be a sport about offense and defense. Even at the best, is still a reaction to the offense. So when a guy's really good offensively, you just you can't stop him, right? Yeah. So I think Stanley played well. Um, he started. He had fourteen points in that game. Um, I think he had three three pointers or four. Um, I know yeah. Kyle Lowry assisted on a bunch of those. Uh, yeah, he was looking confident. He was looking like he was OG out there. You know, OG stepping up, becoming Kawhi. Stanley stepping up and becoming OG. So um, that's that's my guy. It's just a system in Toronto, really. That is true. Everyone's yeah. trying to be everyone else that is a leader on that team. They, like they're all stepping league. up. Yeah, they're all stepping up. And, you know, Raptors always have that, like, next man up mentality. And, yeah. But I think they were, were really missing Nick Nurse, though. Like you said, yeah. not having him. Um, Did you say Lowry was the under-the-radar guy? Or are you going both of them, like, uh, a 1A, 1B for the MVP of the week? I think... I think, yeah, 1A, 1B for Kyle Lowry. I think uh, my under-the-radar player would be uh, DeAndre Bembry. Oh, okay. It's, I want to hear this because I like, thought he played really bad. So I want to hear this. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, there was definitely stretches of the game where he played pretty terrible. He only got, let's see, he had four points against Boston. And, I think he and had no zero points, Pistons, yeah. But, no points against the Pistons. Yeah, yeah that, might be, that might be a bit bad, but, like, his hustle on defense and the hustle to the ball every time the Raptors miss, except especially on against the Detroit Pistons, mm-hmm. they weren't shooting that good. And he just tried to he collected the ball most of the times and got the rebound. So I thought he did pretty well. You yeah, think differently, but yeah. yeah, I do think a little differently. Uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this. Maybe it's because I've seen um, a lot more hustle guys, and I guess when I play basketball, I'm yeah. kind of a hustle guy too, but. I think you can't be a pure hustle guy. You got to have some yeah. kind of um, way to play. Um, like if you think of like the premier hustle guys, like that would be Draymond Green level, um, elite level playmaker, right? Um, you can't just yeah. be defense and hustling. Um, I think Bembry is like that. He doesn't really have as much of the game as like Draymond does. Or even if you go to last year with Rondé, um, not a good shooter is at, at all, but he had a, like a little bit of an elbow jump shot. 
and he had like a very good he, he would always like finger roll around the basket and mm-hmm. um i think you just have to score in some way um you have to show up on the stat sheet a little bit and yeah i think stats are a little overrated but yeah i i, I wouldn't say Bembry was bad at his game i just think he needed to step it up a little more with all the other players absent if you know what i mean yeah that makes sense all right um one more thing um we're recording this on saturday night so the all-star game is tomorrow no raptors are there um, yep. As you guys know, and we talked about this last week as well, with no, um, if any Raptors deserve to be there. Um, yeah, I guess that's really it for basketball. Um, yep. Once again, this week, hockey, a little more exciting. Um, so uh, do you want to move on and talk about the Canucks? Sure. Love to talk about the Canucks. All right. Um, we'll, we'll start at the beginning of the week, you know. Yeah. We'll start with that game against um, the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. Thatcher Demko, first career NHL regular season shutout. Um, outplayed Hellebuck that night. And the most important thing was, um, if you guys didn't listen to our podcast last week, maybe try and get a little listen on the Canucks part because I called out Nate Schmidt and JT Miller um, I thought they weren't contributing in the way that they were supposed to. And guess what? The guys came out. Both of them scored goals. Um, I don't I don't remember exactly how far apart, but I think within within a few seconds. Oh, uh, within yeah, um, 18 seconds. Like yeah, oh, 18 seconds. 18 seconds of each other. Uh, uh, Nate Schmidt even also getting the assist on the JT Miller goal. Um, uh, Eric? Um yes sir uh just kind of give us your thoughts on that game and then maybe we can transition into that second uh game against the jets um yeah i thought the canucks played pretty well uh they played pretty defensively in the third period of course if you're leading three nothing you're gonna have to play defense in the third just to win the game especially how they've been doing so far this season no lead is really safe with the canucks so it's it's good to see that the Canucks can keep a lead and turn it around from February because they were pretty bad in February. I think they're like three and three and ten or something. <laughs> yeah, three, ten and two in February. So I was like, wow. All right, yeah. Let's let's move on to that second game though. Second night of a back to back. Not as good of a performance. Um, I was, I was pretty pissed that night. Um, <laughs> Lauren Brassois, just too Steals good. The Langley boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess that game the Canucks didn't play as well. Um, but um, you know, the Lotto line did contribute. Uh, Besser yeah. two assists. Miller and Pedersen both scored. And Quinn Hughes with an assist as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good night for me fantasy-wise because I have Blake True. Wheeler on my fantasy team. Um, yeah. Do you have any Jets on your fantasy team? Yeah, I had Kyle Connor in my fantasy team. Oh, okay, okay. Two assists, so okay. Yeah, you did well for me there. Just 
when when players are playing against the Canucks that I have on my fantasy, I really don't want them to score. Yeah. Since it's against the Canucks. Like Austin Matthews today. Yeah. Oh yeah, Matthews on your team. Yeah. Oh okay. so yeah, Kyle Connor got me a few points in that, but not two points for the Canucks. Yeah, uh it was a little frustrating because obviously you saw how good the Canucks should play, but um yeah. it's really hard to produce that like every night. So sure. yeah. That was the only Brassois. bad thing of the week, though. But Brassois is a god. Um, yeah, he steals another game for the against for the Jets. Um, I I think the Canucks got to give him a twelve year deal. True. And, uh, uh, once his contract expires, and maybe not trade him after benching him for an outdoor game. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah, he's a good goalie against Vancouver, but another team that had goalies that are good against Vancouver was Frederick Anderson and uh, Michael Hutchinson of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, both guys had really good records against Vancouver, but both ended up losing their games. Um, let's start with the, uh, what was it? The Thursday game. Um, back to back, you know, that day that day you were a little busy, so I had to do the post-game recap. I went back to back. Yep. Uh, right yeah, after the Raptors, the Raptors game. Yeah, right after yeah. the game, I was like, do the post-game. Get ready to watch Canucks game. And um, how much you how much of it were you able to watch live? I was about I, I came back and the Canucks uh, they were around the ten minute mark in the second, so pretty much half the game. Okay, I missed unfortunately. Uh, I guess I'll talk about the first half then. All right. Yeah. All right. So Jake Vertanen. Scores a really weird kind of goal. Banks off uh, one of the defenders in front. Um, shotgun Jake. Um, yep. You know, we thought everyone was uh, everyone was sober. You know, almost uh, two months strong. And then uh, J- Jake had to go out there and score a kind of a, like his type of goal. You know, nice and fast, <laughs> beat up cool. the wing, um, unassisted. Yep. Um, and he was on that Horvat line, which he had been for that Winnipeg series as well. Um, yeah, I wasn't really expecting the Canucks to come out that well, but then Engvall scored yeah. um, to tie it up. I there's this thing where like every time Engvall scores, the Leafs lost. So I was actually kind of happy that oh. he scored that goal. Huh. It's like every time didn't he scored a goal. Curse. Yeah, I I didn't know that either, but I heard that. Um, on Sportsnet, I want to say, when he scored his first goal of the year, I think, against Montreal. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. So, after that second period, um, not too much happens. Vertanen scores on the power play after yep. the first unit um, can't really enter the zone very well. Um, they don't have yeah. a lot of sustained pressure. But Vertanen scores um, power play goal for the Canucks. And they only had one power play, so they went one for one, a hundred percent. Yeah. On that power play, a power play where the first unit did not have Elias Pettersson. Um, I guess since I've been going on for long enough, I think maybe you can, um, talk about uh, Pettersson there. Uh, Pettersson ruled out right before, maybe like an hour before the game. I looked on YouTube and. There's this guy named Lego Rocks 99 on YouTube that I like to watch before 
every game and he does his little uh pre-match interview like thing mm-hmm. and he's his titles literally just said Elias Pettersson's out and I was like really I so I looked up looked it up on Google and I was like oh wow he's actually like not playing today so I thought I thought the Canucks would like lose against the Maple Leafs to for Thursday because like Elias Pettersson's one of the best players on this team but Guess Jake Rutanen took his role for today for that day. <laughs> yeah, Rutan I used to, I used to watch that Lego Rocks guy. Um yeah. I always liked his I I always liked his videos, but I stopped watching them a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think he's good. I mean, any guy who provides Canucks content on YouTube, usually the guys are good. I don't know if you watch like Canuck Clay. He's a yeah. big guy. He's always doing the uh like post game live streams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, those get those guys always the, have the only a good downside. take. What's up? Yeah, the only downside to it is that he's a he doesn't just like the Canucks. He likes Montreal and Detroit as well. So that's true. He's not just like a Canucks fan. He's a Montreal Canadiens fan and a Red Wings fan. But he's yeah. mostly he mostly likes the Canucks. Yeah, not like us. We only focus on the Canucks. So. You guys should yeah. definitely just um, tune into our podcast instead. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, good game. Um, mm-hmm. That third period was crazy. You were there to watch third. Eight minutes, mm-hmm. well, seven minutes and 56 seconds of no whistle. And then uh, Bo Horvat scores a goal off a little. Um, I guess that's his signature. That's I guess that's his signature shot now. Yeah. On the left side, little snapshot. Got a pass from Ed there down low. Um, it was a beautiful pass. Dude. Beautiful pass. Great shot. Tipped off Matthew's stick, I think, and went in. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's your awesome Matthews goal. Doesn't count for your fantasy team, unfortunately, but he did. <laughs> Actually, makes it worse for my fantasy. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the minus for Matthews, right? On the 5-on-5. Five yeah. five. Um, how, how did you feel during that like first eight minutes? first eight minutes of that of that um, third period yeah with no whistles uh, at all well i was kind of stressing out with the only the one goal lead because i know my, the maple leafs have so many good players on that team that could score at will at pretty much so i was scared that they're going to score but like canucks defensively shut it down the entire time which was nice yeah you know what having having that one goal lead is like mm-hmm. it's so nerve-wracking um it's more nerve-wracking than when you're down because when you're down you're just like kind of pissed that your team's down when you're <laughs> up you're like just don't choke this you know because the canucks yeah. have choked three nothing this year very famously Woo. yeah um yeah it, it was a, it was a good game though beating the leafs um no, and let's transition into um uh, what happened today? Um, the Canucks yep. playing the Leafs. Obviously, being Saturday, they played a little bit of an early game to go Eastern time. Um, they played at four yep. o'clock, so the game was done pretty early. And once again, no Pedersen. Uh, no real word on his injury. I think it's upper body. Yeah, but it's not like said what it is. Everything's an upper body injury at this point. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's uh 
that's like what what they say i guess right because you don't want to like tell like what yeah. is happening i guess so yeah. and you yeah i guess i don't know man i i just like the uh i like basketball better when it's just like dnp rest that that's yeah. that's, that's, that's the best <laughs> Uh, they can't do that for nationally televised games anymore though or they get a fine oh wow yeah i don't think like lebron cares though if he sits out a national televised game though i just don't think he, i just don't think he's gonna do it but yeah I, I like unless those guys have to but yeah yeah i don't know they have enough money though i feel like they more than enough money <laughs> they're good they're good they don't have to worry about that yeah all right, let's get refocused. Um, kind of my, my fault we went off on that tangent there. But Sorry. let's talk about the Canucks game today. Once again, no Pedersen, as we said. Um, so a little bit of line juggling as with the game before. Um, now Hoglander on the first line. Miller playing center. Um, Besser still on that line. Rattanen moves up to the second line as he had been actually for most of the week, even the Winnipeg game. Um, during some of those games, Hoglander was moved down to the bottom six to add a little bit of scoring there. Yeah. Um, and the bottom six, um, some new, um, kind of newer guys. Jace Howardyuk, uh, didn't really play, but um, yeah. And also Mark Michalis, I think is his last name. Michalis. Michalis. Yeah, German guy. Mm-hmm. Um, out of college. Um, I want to hear your opinion on Howardyuk and him. Just being like the newest kind of two guys to the bottom six. Um, they definitely have the speed. That's for sure. Faster than whoever was taken out. Um, that would be McEwen, I think. Oh, never mind. McEwen, I don't know, but the maybe take out Harold Luck from McEwen or something. But Mike Michaelis, uh, usually. We can just call him the German. Just call him the German. The German. <laughs> the German. The German player. Uh, yeah, I saw him quite a few times. Just dump the, dump the puck in. Just take a little bit of just defense, pretty much. That's all I really saw of him. And then Jace Harlock. Literally nothing. Doesn't I don't see him on the ice most of the time because Travis Green doesn't play him. Yeah, I think McCollis so, did make one kind of negative play on that first Maple Leafs goal in the first game. Um, with yeah. Engvall scoring, um, him kind of yeah. getting caught up, uh, making a bad defensive play, and yeah, there wasn't really a lot to see from them. Um, I'm not a fan of like having guys in and out of the taxi squad so much because I think it's like a little bit of momentum. Yeah, having a guy stay in there if he's playing well, and they haven't really made any yeah. huge mistakes. Um, especially today, the bottom six was just generally doing really well in the offensive zone. Um. Goddard was really good, actually. Got a few shots on that. And the Beagle Boys, the fourth line, as Jim Houston calls <laughs> it, the Beagle Boys. Beagle um, Boys. Yeah. Those guys were good, but yeah, nothing really stand out, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's move on from talking about the bottom six to the top six, because the top six cool. was really good today. Um, Besser scores on the power play. Bo Horvat scores on the power play. JT Miller scores five on five. Um, with less a, than a minute out. Pretty, 
with a pretty lucky type goal. Yeah, luck, lucky goal. We'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. And Hoglander also scores a goal. Um, the Canucks win. It was really not a game where you thought they would come back. This Canucks team hasn't came back all season, and uh, they haven't won two games in a row. Um, no, no, no one had won two games against the Maple Leafs. Yeah, except Vancouver now, which is crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy to say. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, they're the best team in the league, and mm-hmm. we beat them two games in a row, which is um, it shows what this team is capable of. And mm-hmm. yeah, the three stars being Besser, Horvat, Miller. Um, Horvat Miller goes on my fantasy team. Miller game winning goal. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think we have enough time to kind of break this game down. But um, yeah. I guess kind of talk about that. Uh, um, what do you want to talk about? The lucky Miller goal. You can talk about that. Uh, one. Um, right after Horvat scores, tips the puck in, pass Anderson for for the two two goal on the power play. They just come right back in. I think it was, it wasn't the Marner one where he just dropped past it. I think that was Hoglander's goal, but they came Besser. No, Miller skated middle ice and then pass it to Brock Besser on the wing. Besser shoots the puck and it breaks the defenseman's stick. And then somehow the puck goes right to Miller's stick. And he, since he's a lefty, he just scoops it pretty much in the net for for the 3-2 goal with like, was it a minute after? Yeah, less than a minute after? after, yeah. It's crazy how that went in. I was I was shocked. And also happy that it went in. Yeah, I was kind of going crazy for that one too. Um, <laughs> that happened to be the game-winning goal. The Hoglander one, kind of no one thought it was in except the Canucks, and it was in. It was a beautiful yeah. shot. Um, if you um, remember me saying this before, um, you know how I'm like, yeah, you, it doesn't count unless you, you know, like if from um, Letterkenny, it's like it doesn't count unless it goes Bardanski. And I'm always True. like, yeah, that's why you just aim like top shelf or whatever, right? And then you miss <laughs> high, you miss high, right? So Hoglander, same strategy. Um, just keep missing high. And uh, maybe one day it'll go top shelf and be a nice goal. And today was the day, mm-hmm. right? Um, I feel like like a Swedish thing. Just to like, go top shelf? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I have a little Swedish blood in me. True. Maybe. Sniping at top corner every time. Yeah, I I think I I'm I'm more of that like Ericsson bloodline though. Ah uh, okay. <laughs> Not the Hoglander or the Pedersen. All right, let's get back to it. Um, the Canucks got two power plays and they scored on both. Um, yeah. inst- uh, Pedersen being on that top unit is he's one of the key pieces there. He's not on it now since he's out of the lineup. Pearson draws in, and the Canucks haven't. Um, they've scored on every power play when Pearson's been on that top unit. Um, yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, is it luck? Do you think they need to keep Pedersen on that second unit? I want to hear your opinion on this. Um, I think just in general, their power play unit changed the the way they did things. Like Miller instead going up on the right right circle, and just their breakout in general has just been really good. Finally been a couple of years since the power play's actually been like breaking in pretty well 
even last year when they were a good team, their break-in wasn't the best. Yeah. yeah. Even though their power play was ranked fourth in the NHL, mm-hmm. just Canucks fans like me just didn't see how that would be possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. They keep saying it this year. The Canucks had the fourth-ranked power play. I'm like, really? Yeah. Do you mean 2012 or like 2011? Is that what you mean? Right? Because... I don't know. It didn't look like the fourth ranked power play, and their entry has been horrible. Um, before with the Sedins, their entry was horrible because the Sedins were slow. Now it's just bad decisions, right? So, their entry has been pretty bad, and it looks like they're entering it well. And when they're entering the zone well, guess what? They're scoring goals, so it's pretty easy, um, to see what the Canucks need to do that's to enter the zone better. Um, I want to go back to that question I asked you before. Do you think we move some guys to the second unit and kind of stagger it more and give them more like close to like minute 20 and 40 seconds instead of like minute 50, 10 seconds like now? Oh, he cut out. Um, all right. Air cuts out here. Um, wow. Um, we're doing this live, so I guess I'll try and finish off the podcast here. Um, I'll give my opinion on uh, what I just asked Eric. So, yeah, I think um, the Canucks need to shuffle around the power play a little bit, maybe get some more strength on that second unit and play that unit um, a little more when that first unit isn't really clicking. And, yeah, I think that's just going to be better for the power play. Um, All right. Now let's move on to our player of the week. Um, Oh, he's back. He's back. I'm back. I'm back. All right, yeah. So I just talked about the uh, power play. Mm-hmm. And um, let's hear your opinion on um, if we should stagger the units or not. Stagger the units? I think just keep them for what it is right now. Just everything's working. Have Pearson on. on the first unit, you think? Yeah, okay. I feel like that would be okay. He didn't get a point on the power play, which is something. But like just positionally, I think... Pearson's good on that line. All right. Um, let's try and finish it off here. Um, let's go for our. Do you want player of the week or bust of the week? Let's go player of the week. Go ahead. Uh, player of the week. If it was player of the game, I would say Jake Vertanen on Thursday. But if it on the week, I think it's got to be Dasher Demko. He played outstanding. For two games against the Maple Leafs, he didn't play against the Jets on what was it Tuesday, so that doesn't count for him. And then was it Sunday? He Sunday, was... uh, Monday I think. Monday, Monday. Oh yeah, because they had the back to back. But Monday he got his first career regular season shutout. So how can you not give it to him? He's just he's kept this Canucks team alive in every game possible yeah and he won every game he played right yep three yeah. Now. yeah player of the week that's a good pick um How i wouldn't have you? given oh for me i'll go yeah. bust of the week bust of the week okay yeah uh i think the canucks played well enough that they don't deserve the bust of the week so True. i think it goes to the raptors um i'm gonna say matt thomas um mm. he played okay in that pistons game um, but what Matt Thomas is expected to do is to come off the bench and make shots. 
Um, he's not really expected to play too much defense, but he did play some pretty bad defense in that Pistons game. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, he didn't get minutes in the Boston game, I think. Yeah. And um, we know why. Um, Matt Thomas is his job is to make three pointers and sometimes to get to he the just, foul line and hit some easy free throws. What was that? He just doesn't hit threes. Like that is two years true. ago or yeah. last year. He was, he was pretty good at shooting threes. So he's actually the Raptors all time three point shooting leader. Um, really? In, in terms of percentage ahead of Danny. Yeah. Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Danny. Uh, yeah, there's no hood in Vancouver, guys. There's no hood in Vancouver. No hood in Vancouver. Um, yeah, busted week for him for sure. Um, I thought he could contribute more with guys who are usually in front of him in the lineup in that shooting guard spot, not really being being there. Um, yeah, I just want to see more from Matt Thomas. Yeah. All right. Um, do you, do you have a call of the week? Uh, call of the week. I don't have one that comes up to mind. So maybe I'll just say calling, uh, Jim Houston calling the Canucks fourth line the Beagle Boys. <laughs> I guess that right. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good quote. All right. Um, I want to hear your take for highlight of the week. What do you think it is? Highlight of the week. Because I have uh, one, but I want to hear what yours is. Uh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I'm going to take yours or not. It's about the Canucks. Yours is about the Canucks? Mine's about the Raptors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's hear yours I'd first. Say, yeah. I'll say uh, in that in that first game against the Maple Leafs, Jake Jake Bertana had two goals in the night, and his second goal was a snipe off of of uh, Hutchinson. I think mm-hmm. it went, like, over his left left ear. Yeah. And that that was a shocking goal. Like that was a really good goal from Jake Rattan and wasn't expecting it. Also wasn't watching because was in the, I was in the kitchen making food. So it was surprising was though. I could... when I saw it on yeah. TV. It was surprising. I'm like Jake's just gonna miss high. He's done that so many times. <laughs> and then my dad's like, "Oh, Jake Rattan scores!" Like, "Oh, that's good." Yeah, yeah I guess I guess for the Canucks that's that one. But I'll give you my Raptors yeah. one. Um, it's the Chris All Boucher right. throwing throwing dunk. Over the mm. defender. Oh. Um, it wasn't really super nice. It was like kind of like a softer dunk, but um, I don't know. I guess that's just my one for the week. The Vertanen one, yeah. great argument for that as well. It wasn't really a great highlight play from either of the teams, but um, the Canucks did well. Raptors not so well. So maybe the Raptors need um, Fred or Pascal or OG to come back and do some highlight plays next week uh, after the All Star break. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any um final words to say? Um, uh, no, I'm I'm pretty good. Just check us out on Insta at B Talk Canada. I'll be giving my recaps of the of the game every ga- every game day for the Canucks and Raptors, which would be the Raptors on Thursday and Canucks all on should be Monday. So stay tuned. Yeah. So. Make sure you guys do check that out. Um, Canucks playing the Habs on Monday. So one coming up soon. Um, you guys are going to hear this on Sunday. We're recording this on Saturday night. Um, so if something crazy happens tomorrow morning, don't blame us. Um, 
we might make a little bit on the Instagram about it if something crazy does happen though. So uh all right. Um thank you guys for listening to um the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. Um once again I was here with my co-host Eric and we'll be here every week giving you guys updates on the Canucks and the Raptors. So see you guys next week. Peace.